Good morning, Ready to Love Podcast. I've got some special guests in. Hey, Chris, how's it going? It's going good. I can tell. I can tell you're excited this morning. I, I, I am. You know, because here's why. I, I got to own some shit, right? And nobody likes to own shit these days. You know, everybody likes to talk shit, but they don't like to own their shit. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about being when you own your shit, the cool things that happens. Because this was a real eye opener. So we're gonna go through today, and really, our purpose and goal is to share when, when you own, when you own stuff. And so the, the today's topic is your thoughts, mistakes, and successes. Owning all of those. Believe it or not, why success is at the end? Because a lot of us don't want to own. We let our egos go out in front of us. We don't correctly own our successes. And when we correctly own our successes, we're going to get to a whole new level in life. So I, before we get going, uh, Chris, you ask, what's on your shirt? What's on my shirt? Oh, oh this is the, uh, you know, this shirt? For once. Hey, this, this is the new... This is the new uh, Corvette on my shirt, but it's the uh, what is it? We're we're on the C8, right? So yeah. this is the this is the C8R. This is the race car version. This is the car that goes to the 24 Hours in Le Mans in France and stuff like that. I can't believe you've got a Corvette anything in your wardrobe. You're oh, kind I of can... a Euro, you're kind of a Euro snob. I can appreciate a Corvette. Okay, that's cool. So, so I've got our good friend Samantha. You know Samantha. We love her. She's part of our group. Yep. Check out what she gave me. So I'm going to turn around. Cal Fire. She knows, you know, crew, helicopters, stuff like that. So Samantha, thank you. That's cool. She's uh, on, she's on this morning, by the way. That's awesome. So we I'm wearing it with pride. Uh, she gave this to me at our big event. So before we get started, so we are going to really talk about your your thoughts, your mistakes, and your successes. And yours truly is going to own some shit right off the bat, right when we get going. But before we do that, we're going to run through and give each of these uh, professionals about 10 seconds to introduce themselves. So come on in. We're just going to file through. So look right. right there at the camera. All right. Good morning. My name is Tony Mazel. I'm from Tatchby, California. Uh, I also accidentally have a helicopter on my shirt. I was not intentional. Look at we're brothers. And, uh, <laughs> I guess you're probably young enough to go my son. Never mind. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. What's your mom like? Uh, well. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I'm caffeinated uh, also, and I'm ready to be educated. There so. you go. Right on. Right. right on. Hold on. I got to pull a salute off to it real quick. <laughs> hey, how's it going? My name's Kevin. Uh, I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina, and I'm an Army captain as well, military police. I got to so. stand a little tall. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. Right on. Right on. Appreciate man. It. Good to have you. Hey, guys. I'm Henry Ren, and I'm from Queens, New York. And Queens in the house. Yeah. Yeah, Run DMC. Every time you know, every time I, you say Queens, I think Run DMC. You know, you probably never even heard of Run DMC, yeah. have you? Oh my God! <laughs> he's, he's, he's young. He's young. Come on in. Come on in. What's up, guys? My name is Ethan Padilla. I'm from Ogden, Utah. I moved to there about six months ago to help my grandpa. You'll be listening from him in a little bit and to help him detail. We do we're, our detail. Our business name is Hampton Mobile. Do a lot of aircraft and, uh, of course, automotive and a whole bunch of other stuff. So it's pretty cool. Cool. And then our intern for the month, come on in, Steve. Good friend of mine. We've been around. We've been around each other a while now. We you have know? been. We have been, Randy. My name's Steve Hampton. I'm the owner, along with my wife, of Hamptons Mobile Detailing. Uh, like Ethan said, we're out of northern Utah, but we service about ten states, western states, with aircraft, including Hawaii. Including Hawaii. Hope there, Kelly's on today too. There you go. Us too. I caught her last or chatted with her last okay. night. All right, here we go. It's, so, a, hey, it's, a, it's a little early for Kelly though. It is. It's <laughs> real early. You know, I don't know. She wakes up early though. Yeah. She works hard. She works hard. So 
So, uh, Chris, we've had a lot going on. I want to take and pull up uh, this bracelet right there. Is I want to take and call out to this one right here. This is our main member. But this one right there is we have a Detail Mafia Hall of Fame member now, Jim Gogan. So congratulations. We had, since we've been on last, we had a major event here, almost 100 people. Uh, we, we decided not to go to Vegas. We decided to host a small party for the Detail Mafia get-together, an educational event. We thought maybe 30, 40 people and nearly 100 people uh, came yeah, in. For it, it, it grew pretty quick. Oh, man, it was awesome. It was so good to be around people and just and, and, and connect and everything else. It was awesome. Some good food, some good vibes, some good, some good knowledge, uh, some good education, learning, sharing, teaching. I mean, it was just – it was incredible. Connection was the key. Uh, then we went last week. PNS, Bob and Dave surprised their staff and took all their warehouse staff, everybody, to Vegas for an escape. And so we met them. That was a wild time. That was really good. And uh, it was good for all of us just to connect. From the youngest member, uh, Kevin, been there for 25-plus years, something like that, somewhere right in there. Yeah. So sit next to him and have dinner with a guy that's watched you know, PNS completely change over the last 25 years. Um, you know, he's been there almost half of the journey. And so it was pretty cool to do that. So with that, let's jump into this. Uh, oh, I was just in Southern Utah. You guys are part of the neck of the woods exploring possibilities of some properties and stuff like that. And I love the outdoors and we're looking at making an investment. So we went up, I saw my daughter went and got to have my uh, uh, dinner with my uh, oldest. She bought me dinner. Did she take you for a ride? Not yet. I haven't flown with her. I haven't flown with her yet. Not not as her, you know, in the it's going to happen. I mean, I'm almost close to, you know, because she's she's her position. She's got to be careful, right? Who she sticks in that helicopter. But I'm, I'm I'm almost to the point where I'm like, hey, let's just go lease the helicopter and go. You know what I'm saying? And that way we, it's legit. And we, you know, it's not like us stealing a helicopter or something like that. Not that I would ever condone that, but I, yeah. I did. So I don't know. I, I, I probably shouldn't share this, but you know, when I was a kid, Chris, I don't know if you know this. I stole an airplane, kind of borrowed it. I borrowed an airplane. I think I kind of heard this. Yeah. So we decided we were out at a ranch, and I saw the airplane, the one fifty two, and we decided. You know, I told my friend. He said that you can't fly that. I said, Yeah, I can. And so I did. Problem is, I hadn't done a solo landing yet. Then the rancher came back by, and I saw a truck coming down. And he's going like this. And he's standing next to my friend. So I ended up, I did a perfect landing, man. I got away with it. And he's talking about, you know, how he's going to call the cops out. And then he heard who's teaching me how to, to fly, which is Art Scholl. And he goes, well, you know, he goes, how are you, you know, what, how did you line up with Art Scholl? So I told him the long stories that, you know, Art Scholl's a legendary flyer, by the way. And um, so he heard that I was cleaning aircraft in exchange for learning. So I sit out there until... He brought spotlights out. I was cleaning that damn airplane I just borrowed for hours. And so that was the penalty for stealing an air, borrowing an airplane. So borrowing an airplane. All right. So, hey, let's jump into it. Um, before I get into this, this is not an endorsement for Walmart. Um, I have not. I've been in a Walmart once in 16 years. And it just happened this past Saturday. It's also not a hammering point for the people that go to Walmart. Okay, so I don't like what Walmart does to small businesses and communities. I really don't. I also don't like the way I think they could be the Chick-fil-A of major employers in this country and really treat their staff better. Comes down to that. That's why I don't support them. It's not because of the people that go there. We all see the funny videos of the people of Walmart 
Chris was uh, uh, quick to point out that does exist. You know, some of the people that go oh, there, yeah. uh, that, that exists at this table with me. You know, I'm goofy as hell. But here's the deal. I, I, Diane, we had to go pick up a lot of supplies this weekend. We're in uniform. I usually do not go into public places in uniform. Just don't. But Diane and I were both in uniform. We had to go into Walmart. And I'm, I was literally throwing a bitch fit. I did not want to go because I haven't gone in almost 20 years. And I'll, I'll, I'm going to be honest. It was mainly at that point. You see the, the videos of pe the people of Walmart. And I was just like, man, I don't want to go in there. This is bullshit. You know, and um, Diane said, hey, we got to go. It's going to save us a lot of money. We got to go. So we went. This is where I stand corrected. Is we had no fewer than 50 to 100 people come up and thank us for our service. We couldn't get through a aisle without five people. We walked in, and the first thing that happened is the Walmart greeter. They make fun of them. That, that gentleman uh, told me the story of having a young man in the Army uh, that was an infantry uh, service member and told me his, young, his, his, his son's story, and he was glowing when he told me. And instantly, I kind of felt like shit. Then as we walked through the store, as more and more people approached us, and it became very uncomfortable. It was overwhelming that American people, the people that go to Walmart are the cloth and the blood of America. They're the working class, and I don't know who the hell. I just did something. Good. I'm gonna have to. I just did something. How's it going, bud? I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you on mute because I'm on actually a live broadcast. Okay. So yeah, I just included somebody in the in the broadcast. So hey, can you mute yourself too? Just because I hear background noise. So, so we're sitting. So we're we're there you uh, go. Oh. Yeah, right? Kind of, kind of, kind of. Let's go if we can go in here and see if we can do it. We might have to. Uh-oh. Man, I have no idea what I just did. No That's idea. That's a TikTok experiment. Yeah, this is a TikTok experiment, so we're going to go with it. So, you know, as we're walking through, um, my conscience is bothering me more and more, right? And I'm really, oh man, this is really loud. Maybe you can just turn turn down your volume on your phone, Randy. Yeah, there you go. So now I got all kinds of people wanting to join me on TikTok. So there we go. So, you know, as we walk through the guilt feeling of how I was just judging, not just Walmart, the people that go there set in. And I was quiet on the way home. The whole way home, Diane was going, you know, hey, what, what's up? You know, what's up with you? I mean, are you feeling... Both of us were humble, but especially me, because she wasn't ragged. I was I threw a complete little whiny bitch fit because I was walking into Walmart. And I told her, I said, you know, this makes me deep, uh, dig deep down on some other shit that I need to own. And, you know, a lot of times we forget how hard people work to survive. And here we are doing things that we love to do. We might be brand new. This, this young man that just joined me on TikTok, man, he might be. I don't know his story. We don't know anybody's story. Everybody's got a story. Some people's story is they're just now starting to figure business out. They, 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 left, they left a shitty job to get their own stuff going. Uh, they've got a, a, a family situation where they're supporting family members and they need a side, a side hustle. We don't know what it is, and we got to stop judging people when, when, when we see them. Everybody was new at something at one time. And, you know, we we're quick to point out, the troubles that new detailers have. 
instead of taking it and pointing out the troubles they have, why don't we lend a helping hand and make their life better? Why don't we take and help them be better skilled, better advised, better, better profit earnings? Why don't we turn around and help people up? That's what makes the biggest difference. And it sat there in my mind and I felt bad. And I went back to my own beginnings is that I would have been happy as hell as a poor kid from Colton, California to have a chance to go into a Walmart. I was a snob. What is it? It came down to it. I had a snobby attitude towards it. Now, let me share this backside of the story, too. Was that about three, four years ago, I had to go get a tie for an event. I was coming off base. There's a Nordstrom's there. Not one person at a high-end store approached me. Now, at that time, that was good. I don't like being approached, right? It's not that I don't like to, but it makes me feel funny. You know, it's just somebody comes up and they, thank you, thank you. It just, it's, I'm not there for that. I didn't do that for that. That's why I don't wear the uniform outside of base usually. I appreciate it. And I always tell people, no, thank you for allowing me to wear this uniform. It's you that allows me to put this on and feel like I'm still giving back. It's you that pays your taxes. It's you that supports us. It's you coming up and thank us. But I want you to go to the youngest service member you can find that's in this uniform and thank them. The youngest person. Now, here's the, the top echelon of society at Nordstrom's. Now, they probably didn't mean any harm. They just didn't approach me. But here's the people, the store that I kind of looked down on, to be honest, if I'm honest with myself, that came in groves. We couldn't count how many were thankful. And it reminded me on how thankful we need to be doing what we freaking love to do. Did you know when I started out in this industry, I, I, I talk about this sometimes, that I wasn't real proud of what I did. We were a janitor. And it's gotten to the point now where we've got professionals following us as detailers that wish they were doing what we did. I never thought I'd see that in my career. But yet, a lot of times, we're still ashamed of what we do. We can't be. we got to be proud of what we do every step of the way. So part of this is, let's talk about your thoughts and owning your thoughts. My thoughts this past weekend were completely corrected. I stand corrected. But I had to own it. I own it with my wife, and I'm owning it right now with the people, okay? That's the first thing is owning it. My struggles as a youth and as a poor kid is I should be ashamed of myself for forgetting that for a little while. I talk about it all the time, but did I really remember what it was to struggle? The answer is no. I didn't really remember. I took it for granted. I took my position that I'm in now for granted. And that was, a, that was a correction step. You need to step back and correct yourself every once in a while. Is that controlling thoughts? Is that in search and rescue, we're going out, we're looking for somebody. Is I had, a, I, had, I had a person that we're looking for that was in a really bad situation. And we couldn't find him. And after the first night, we're bivouacked out in the middle of nowhere. I taken and absolutely signed this person off. Said, no way. He's dead. We're going to find him, and he's going to be in bad. He's going to be gone. I'd sign them off. Well, that bled down to my team. My team was looking at me for, for, for leadership. I didn't su supply leadership. I didn't supply hope. I didn't supply determination. The next day, we found that individual alive. And I've never once since then, when I was young, I never thought, I'm never, I'm always going to think people are alive until they're not. I broke my own rule.
But more so what's important from that is I was a bad example for other people. Is that I gave that imagery that it was okay to go on these missions and think the worst. Where really what you're looking at is when you go on these missions is you're thinking the best. You've got to have positive thinking in everything you do. Gain control of your thoughts before they're polluted. Okay? It's real easy. It's just like pollution. It's real easy for us as a country. When I was a kid growing up outside of Los Angeles, we had smog alerts. We don't have smog alerts anymore. Is that the emissions have gotten better. We like to complain about us having to have, have, have tests done to our vehicles. I remember as a kid, you couldn't go out and play because the air quality was so bad. Now, did we? We didn't care. We actually drank out of hoses too, grain hoses, you know? But you know what? If we would have taken those actions back then, we wouldn't have the pollutants in the air and in the water we have now. It's the same thing with your mind. Once your mind is polluted, it's actually harder to clean that up than it is just to keep it clean. And so if you've got pollutants from your past, that's your freaking past. Stop looking back at it and look forward. The only challenges you got in front of you are in front of you. The back just taught you what you just went through. That's all it's there for is a lesson. So controlling your thoughts, it might seem like it's easy. It's not. You know, going to the gym, building up muscle, doing all these different things, learning new talents, you know, taking and making a car shine, make, cleaning things up. Those are all easy things. The mental side of positive thinking is the worst. Now, positive thinking, I'm not one of those gurus. I'm not, I'm not preaching that, but I am. Is because here's you, you become what you think. And it's very easy to put yourself into a slot where you're not thinking right. You've got to constantly think right. Now, you also got to face reality. Is that you can't, you can't be ignorance on fire. That's when you go and you find mentorship. That's when you go and you find counsel. You look for somebody that is on a platform that you're not. You look for somebody that is ahead of where you've gone. Now, a lot of times now is that I've actually surpassed some of my mentors. I've actually got ahead of where they were when they taught me. But yet, they're still my mentors. And you know what? I would have never gotten there without them. That's important. You never look down on people. You always look them in the eye. No matter if they're brand new or if they're a seasoned 87-year-old person, you know, you always look them in the eye. So now, I have triggers for positive thought. And this is what I've learned from my mentors and group is that it's real easy for me to look in all of us for us to look at the negative or bad or not so positive things. But how do we take and look and just try to fill ourselves with good things? There's a couple different ways I do it. It's my wife. Is that we've been together for 20 something years. And every time I look at her, I think I don't hug her enough. Because what's that do? If I think I don't love on her enough, what's that force me to do? And I hate to use the word force, but we get busy. And I hate that word, but it, it, it challenges us to go up and touch them, to say something special, to say something nice, to go the extra mile, because that's what we want when we're in a relationship. That's what we need when we're in a relationship. That's what we need to be. My other triggers are my soul connections, what I call my soul connections. That's my people right here, my wife, my kids, believe it or not, my dogs, my horse, our horses, the people around me, the people in our group, all those soul connections are triggers. When I see somebody struggling, when I see a, a young person struggling or a person that's my age struggling, is I try to relate. Empathy. Show empathy for what they're experiencing. That's my trigger. Not to go up to them and say, man, yeah, this sucks. I know what you're going through. No, no. I don't start with that. I say, man, you know what? Yeah, man, I know I, it's going to get better. 
you lead them in, you put a positive thought into their mind and you let them know this isn't going to be here forever. You know, and you lead them that way. My other trigger is my house on how badly I wanted a nice home when I was a kid. And every time I walk in this house, every time I walk down the, the hallway in my house, is I see pictures of my grandparents. I see pictures of my kids. I see pictures of our family. I see pictures of my mom. And I'm so thankful that they gave me the foundation they did to live where I do and do what I do in my home with the people I do it with. Is my home is not, I don't come home a lot of times, try not to and say, oh my God, I got to do this. And I walk in and say, man, I remember the day that we bought this place. And I think that, I'm not kidding you, it's no lie, three or four times a week, especially when I walk down my hallway. And then my shop, when I walk into my shop, how lucky am I to have this? I remind myself, I walked out today, when you, before you walked up to me, I was cleaning my sunglasses. And as I grabbed that bottle, it was a trigger. I went to get some cleaner. And I go, how many guys have a shop they can walk out and they got a nonstop supply of the best detailing tools in the world made from everybody you can think of? Not many. I'm lucky. I remember when I couldn't afford a bottle of, 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 of wash. And now I've got a whole shelf with my name on it. Hey, I remember when you could only fit two cars in the shop. I remember when I could only fit two cars in the shop. <laughs> I remember having a shop. Uh, exactly. I remember having a shop where you could only fit one car in the shop. Steve Hampton's here. He saw that shop. He worked in it. You know, he worked in that shop. And so, you know, that wasn't a small shop. It was a very productive shop. I've never been into I bought. I bought this shop. This is the biggest shop I've ever had. Why do I own this now? Because I own it versus renting it. It's mine versus somebody else's I'm paying the, the debt off to. Is that I've always kept my, my reality reality because I've kept my cost and expenses low. My other thing is, is that we, we, are, we are in a program with Porsche. And I've always had a thing. I bought my first Porsche. I got my first Porsche when I was 18. And I go out every other week and I jump into a new Porsche I've never driven before. My wife dri drives a Porsche. We exchange those Porsches for trainings anytime we want to. And again, you know what that is? I'm not a bragging point. I work my ass off for that. But what it is, is the average person doesn't have that ability. I'm blessed, but what's next? That's not topped off in that. I'm hoping that Ferrari starts the same program with us. Who knows? You know, think big, never stop. And that was actually Chris's idea. Little off topic, but you said the word Porsche. You know what they unveiled last night at the LA Auto Show? What? The new Cayman GT4 RS. Oh, hell yeah. So it's got it's got the same engine as the, uh, the GT3 RS uh, 911. Oh, damn. So you got you got to go check that out later. Any want? Wonder what that's going to be. The, the current ones are about one hundred forty thousand. Uh, this so. one new. This one new is about one hundred and fifty grand, brand new. Oh, for Cayman. Yeah, that's not bad. That and that car, I'll tell you, with that engine, might take a nine eleven and waste it. Thanks, thanks, Chris. You just set that up. They <laughs> died. You hear that? Thanks, yeah, yeah. There's a house payment. <laughs> Our logos. You know, we got a family of logos. We got a family of companies. We don't own just a company anymore. We own a series of companies. We've got a little micro empire. And again, you know what, guys? You might be brand new to this. You might think, man, I'm struggling with one. I don't even have the logo I want. I drew my first my first logo for our first company out with a crayon from our kids. I didn't have a designer. I didn't have the money for a designer. I begged, borrowed, and stole. I used connections to get my logo designed. It was designed with crayons with crayons it was positive thinking that knew i'd get there 
and you can see the evolution of our of our logo change as I got as we made a little bit of money because we had we we didn't want any debt. We wanted zero debt. And then the messages received. You know, when we get messages from all of you, is that's my 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 controls my thoughts. It reminds me that every time we do one of these events, if we can impact one life and change it a little bit, that our efforts worth it. And these these take a lot of work. Now, bad triggers for me. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say before you jump into these, you know, the the positive triggers are awesome, but being able to recognize what your bad triggers are. And I'm not saying to focus on them, but being able to recognize what they are and then do something to remove them from your life is important. It is. And, you know, it, it's the bad triggers, as, as Chris just said, for those who are on TikTok, maybe didn't hear them, is those bad trigger points for me are real simple, is it's not getting me time. It's not me removing myself and letting my mind settle. It's not removing myself and having a little soul time. Remember that soul time with with the people and the creatures that I love. Believe it or not, it really is. It's not me, it's me not being able to get a little bit of gym time in. It's me not with mother nature. It's it all comes back to where those things. There's other triggers, but if I control and get to relax a little bit, the bad triggers don't pop up near as bad as they calm down. You know, a friend of mine on another podcast last night taught me something in a text message string that I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to share in a future podcast on how to control those thoughts and calm you. And it worked. I was really worked up yesterday. That's concerns on my mind lately. And I just couldn't calm down and I happened to mention it and bam, there it was. So I'm going to share those things with us. So, so now owning your failures, why is this important? Move the hell along. My daughter that's now an officer in the air force taught me that four, four or five years ago. Dad, you're not there anymore. Move along. Stop looking in the rearview mirror. Move along. Look where you're going. Move along. I was like, damn, <laughs> damn. Smart girl. Takes after her mom. Stop repetitive cycles. All of us that grew up with some kind of challenge, and all of us did. We all got daddy, mommy, kid, brother, getting picked on, whatever the hell it is, issues. Move along. Move along. Get over it. Don't ignore it. Deal with it. But deal with it in the right way. And the most the most helpful way to do that is by helping others, believe it or not, is being a help and being an inspiration to others is going to take and help you along with some of those challenges you had in your youth. It might be something you saw in deployments. It may be something that you saw in your youth. You know, we got a young man here that came to America by himself, you know, to attend school is I can't imagine. But you know what? He's not complaining. He's just he's moving along. You know, he's went and built a life. He loves America. Wish more Americans were like you as a new American and loved America more than they do, you know, because here's the deal. Is it a pretty magical place or what? It is. It is. And we forget that sometimes we look at the right side. We look at the left side. We look at all these different things. And guess what? We forget. It's a pretty cool spot we live in. It really is. No matter what. So the next thing is, is owning your successes is ego versus pride versus reality is don't own it with ego. Own it with compassion. Own it with the idea that you're going to help others get to where you're at. My, my saying in this group is, is that I want to cut Jim Gogan and I, you know, get Hall of Famer, is that we want to take and help people cut the time in half that it took us. We don't want young people to take and struggle as we struggle. 
We want them to get there much faster. And I want the next generation to do a hell of a lot more than what I did. Will they? Yeah, a select few will. Am I threatened by that? Oh, hell no. Because guess what? Somehow I'm going to get tied to that. I tie myself to a, to a rising tide. I never, you're never, every time you see me in life, I'm going to be in a better spot than I was the last time you saw me. That's who I am, is I never hold still. You can't hold still. You can't hold still in the world. You can't hold still in your mind. You can't hold still in helping other people out. Now, what's some other things is that appreciate every level that you're at. Now, you guys might take and be in a spot where you're broke. In the last 10 years, I look back at those broke periods, and they're some of the coolest periods of my life, believe it or not, because it's the time where I learned the most. I struggled the most, but it was just such an aha moment the whole way through. I wish I would have slowed down and realized that back then. Somebody would have told me that so I could smell the roses a little bit, as they say, and just taken it. And I wish I would have slowed down and not been in a hurry because guess what? You can take and make success happen, but you're not going to rush it. It's going to happen as you're ready for it. And the more relaxed you are, the more ready you're going to be, and it's going to happen a little quicker. If you're taking and cramming when you shouldn't be cramming, it's going to slow down for you. Okay. I, I've always gone back. This is something that I've used. This is a tool I've used since I was a kid. Is dream. What's your dream? What do you want to be when you're 10 years old? Then your vision. What's, what's that dream look like? Can I make that vision happen? Can I tie in what I love to do with making money? Can I tie in what I love to do with building a life? And the answer is, yeah, you can. But you got to go out and plan for it. That's the next one. So we got dream, vision. You got to plan. I'm constantly planning. Constantly. We're constantly adjusting our plan. We're constantly doing th new things. Yes, uh, Monday I went to our team. I had an idea with PNS Double Black to reward somebody in our, our family is they've done a lot for us. And it was in my mind when we had our big event. And it went from a it went from a dream, from a vision to a plan to now we've got a date set and we're going to execute. And it, it went from just an idea to a, an actual event on December 20th. All in a matter of a couple hours. Chris was involved in that. And then execution is you've got to execute. You know, you've got to put battle plans together. You know, you got to put threat assessments together. You got to take and have all these things put together. What happens if this doesn't happen? What's your fallback to? What's going to be what we call a nine line? Which is going, calling in to help, man. How do, how do I get out of this situation? Hey, don't put yourself in a situation where you need to have somebody else dig you out. Always realize before you have to dig yourself out, self-arrest, self-rescue. Be able to get yourself out. But when you get in a bad position, don't wait too long to call for that, push that 911 button. There's people around you that come help you unless you keep doing dumb shit. Okay. So now, how do I get to success? How important factors of owning my journey is that you've got to take and believe in yourself to the core and bone deep. Believe in yourself. Even if you don't have what you think you have, you can you can develop it. You can develop it. It's all about we taught these 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 people something this week. There's three pillars within all of our it, all of our lives and all of our businesses. It's you, right? It's relationships and it's marketing. It's not your technical skills, really not. Those will come if you're smart. Now you gotta know what the hell you're doing, but and you gotta be good at it. You gotta be among the best. 
but you got to be able to earn at it. And a lot of people miss that. You got to take people along for the ride with you. You can't just go out and do things. You've got to take and do things and take people, maybe your staff, maybe your spouse, your, your, your family, all of the above. You've got to take and build people up, not strip them down. You've got to give them opportunity and not limit them. Don't limit what people can do. Offer unlimited ability and a helping hand to help others, maybe even outperform you. We got several people in our group that are going to way outperform me in their careers, way outperform me. I I'm happy. I want them to. I, I want them to do it sooner, better, uh, better, bigger, faster, stronger, all the things, make a hell of a lot more money, spend more time with their families. I want all of that for them because that's what's going to take and propel all of us ahead is if you're good at something, never do it for free. What movie is that from? Anybody know? The Joker, Batman, okay, Keith Ledger. And that's a true statement in business and life is you should never be the cheapest. You should be the best and, and rewarded for it. Now, you might be the best at a wash, clay, and protect. Might not even touch a tool to it. That's okay. Be the best at that. You'd be the best at that. Find a cause in life, find a purpose in life, and stick with it. Find something that you can hang your head on that you call your own. That's something that you give away. Mine has been volunteer search and rescue team. 90% of the rescue teams in the world are volunteer-based. And I've got a skill set in the mountains that I've been able to build up over time in my youth. I love it. That's why I live where I live, and I'm good at it. And so for me to go out in the middle of the night and – and answer a call. My wife does the same thing. Now we do it on horseback. Uh, well, she does. I'm not quite good enough yet. The, the horse is fine. I'm having a little stumbling problems, you know, getting used to 1,300 pounds underneath me and giving him, well, taking control and giving him control. My point to this is, is it's a lifelong passion. It's something that entertains me offline. It's something that I can give back to other people with. You've got to find those things in life. Um, make everything within your industry better for many not about your journey in the industry. It's about the industry at large. Now, there's going to be people that don't care that you're out to help them. That's okay. Keep helping them because for every one of those selfish people, you got 10 people on the fringe that need the help and appreciate the help. And we take and we push and push and push our industry ahead. Make everything in your community better. Connect with your community. Connect with the people. Connect with people that need you most. Volunteer, give volunteers a detail. Give volunteers a helping hand. I don't give out money, I give out my time. I'm a lot better giving time than money because I know where my time's going. I don't know where my money's going. So I know when I'm there spending time with people where it's going. Make a stranger smile every single day. Somebody you really don't know, make them smile. The one thing that we can do with each other is it's almost impossible for a human to smile at another human and not have them return the smile back. Now, we got these things, these face diapers on, you know? It's going to be a it's going to be a thing of the past sooner or later. We can't we can't I I miss seeing strangers smiles. I really do. I miss seeing kids smile. I miss seeing elderly people smile. I miss seeing people smile. You know? I really do. It's going to come back. This is just a small time in history that we're facing. Change a life at least once in your lifetime. I mean change a life. Somehow make an impact on somebody's life that they come to you later or at that time and say, you changed my life. 
Maybe you saved that life. Don't know. And then be daring in all things. Do not stop being daring. Live on the edge a little bit. Whatever your edge is, is live on the edge. Comfort zones are really easy to get into. It's real easy to sit in your comfortable bed with the pillow and the blankies over the top of you and just not go to work out. It's real easy to take and have a weekend to where you've got a ski trip and you've never skied before. Some friends are going to take and teach you how to ski. It's real easy to say no because you're scared. Because believe it or not, it's real easy to take and, 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 and have somebody take and tell you they want to take you up for a small airplane ride and show you the local area because you're scared that plane's going to, it's going to crash. It's not is just live on the edge, do things you're not comfortable with. Because when you come back from doing those daily things, the things that aren't comfortable in business and life are going to be much easier. So you got to challenge your stuff. So Chris, Hey man, that's all I got. I want to thank everybody. This is kind of cool. <laughs> just stop how it goes. Um, just, it, it just stopped, huh? Yeah. It just stopped. <laughs> um, but Hey, we, uh, I think that's all I got. You got anything you want to add? Uh, not really. You covered it real well. You know, I mean, I did have a little, I did have a little fun this week. Um, you know, for our newsletter, uh, I put up a, an article about owning your mistakes, you know, tried to keep a theme going, but I took, I took the approach as to dealing, you know, kind of dealing with, um, mistakes you might make with your customers in your shop, that kind of thing. Although, like although it applies everywhere, you know, it's Absolutely. not like, it's not like, you know, it just works for the detailing industry. Somebody just asked on TikTok is they said, hey, not, why not talk about detailing more, the, the, the skill set? I'm going to be honest. The skill set's the easy part. Is the, the, the sales, marketing, empire building, that's all the hard part. Is the tool side of it, it, it's the easy side. It's networking and combining those abilities with these and this and turning it into profits. That's the hard part. The other part, part is you get more successful is that as you start to either see the real challenges of business, most people quit. They give up way before they should. And so my thing is to stay the hardship, stay the, hold the line, hold the line, hold the line, hold the line, and you're going to make it through. And so the, the physical side of detailing or any labor is the easy part. Yep. Is what we're talking about is the hard part. You know, so and, and in addition to that, you know, you can get, you can get lots of good information from a lot of different places in this industry and from a lot of different people. Absolutely. And, you know, I think Rennie will agree that we're not trying to be a one-stop shop for you guys to get information from. We no. want you to soak it up from all sorts of people. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, R Rennie's niche is the kind of stuff that we talk about. I mean, he could get up there and show you how to do this and do that and what product works with this and that. But but, um, but he's got a very unique perspective on all this other stuff. And that's what we want you guys to take advantage of. It's actually, yeah. I mean, can I, can I detail? I'll take, you, you want to challenge me? Put 10,000 bucks on the table. Let's go. I mean, I'm very, I'm very, I'm very confident in my abilities, but here's the deal. You want to challenge me on marketing and business? Uh, put a hundred thousand dollars up. Let's go. There's the difference. Boys and their toys. Okay. So you know what? And, and, and most people in the detailing industry that we see out there talking, they don't have 10 cents to rub together. And there's the difference. And I'm not ragging on people, but you know, every day we pop up with somebody that you know that they're really struggling. The next thing you know is they're mentoring and coaching people and they themselves haven't reached a real high level yet. You know, and it's just sad to see is, man, I'm not going to give you any theories here. There's no theories. I'm going to throw it out for real and take it for what it's worth. You know, some of it's going to stick to you. We make suggestions. You make decisions. Simple as that. 
So and, and product talk is one thing online, but actual, you know, detailing skills, there's still no replacement for hands-on, getting involved, getting educated hands-on. Yeah, you got to go learn it. I learned something from every training. These guys are already teaching me stuff. As we get through the week, you know, and Steve came through training way back in 08, you know, and he's interning right now. It's a complete different game than it was all the way back there. You know, it's a different game than it was two years ago. It changes and evolves so quickly. So, yep. hey, everybody, I just want to say have a great day. Chris, thanks for joining us. This is kind of a different topic. Hope you guys learned something, took something away from it. And uh, you guys be good to each other. Go out and uh, make somebody uh, smile today, would you? So, uh, Chris, we'll talk to you. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. And, yep, uh, we'll, I'll be there. We're going to go get these guys busy. they got a lot of work to do. So, TikTok, thanks for uh, standing by. YouTube, everybody else, like always. <laughs> Share, like, uh, subscribe, and uh, Rennie at DetailingSuccess.com. We love to get your emails and responses. I had a, a couple, the last podcast we did, that were mind-blowing. Yeah. Uh, really, It really pumped us up. And Chris would come in and he'll say, hey, man, go check out this email that just came in. And it's it's pretty cool. You can also reach Chris at Chris at DetailingSuccess.com, too. So you guys right. take care and uh, have a good day and uh, go make somebody smile. We'll see you.